Hello and welcome to Spiritual Lanyap. We are the radically non-hierarchical co-pastors, co-laborers of Peace of Christ Church, co-conspirators for Love peace it. is what Matt calls us. Yes. Um, we have here uh, Matt Henzelka, Reverend Matthew Henzelka. <laughs> Hello. The, right, the Reverend. Reverend. Pastor of Community Care. Yes, we have Aurelia Davila Pratt, Reverend, the right Reverend, oh, yes. <laughs> uh, who serves as lead pastor. And I am Fran. I am Fran Pratt. I serve as pastor of worship and liturgy here. Reverend. 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 I am Reverend. <laughs> should we do a podcast on that? <laughs> we should. What does that even mean? Uh, Fran Pratt, I am pastor of worship and liturgy here at Peace of Christ Church in Round Rock, Texas, where we are a small but mighty community practicing the work of radical love and total inclusion here in Williamson County, Texas. Woo! Yes. Hell yes. Oh, I mean, mm-hmm. should I say, are you allowed to say? Should I say heavens? <laughs> Goodness, yes. Um, so we thought one of the things that we, among the three of us have been talking a lot about lately is how to navigate our lives and callings as multivocational ministers. All three of us are either bi or multivocational and it's tricky. It is tricky to be a multivocational minister. And also it's, it's sort of new. It's sort of, and it seems like it's the new direction that um, church pastoring is kind of headed toward as as the great emergence unfolds. So we wanted to... At least we tell ourselves that so that we don't we feel do like that. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, I think the, the trend toward bivocational ministry has been around a bit, but now we're using the term multivocational mm-hmm. right. ministry. We're taking, it, we're taking yeah. it another step forward. And I'm, I suspect we're not the only ones who are having to think multivocational, not just bivocational. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we thought it, a discussion about this might be a little helpful to other people who aren't just us as we're walking through this path. So I would like to start with Aurelia. Tell us about your multivocational slash bivocational journey. Yeah, let me let me tell you about it. Um, because I've been doing the work of this church, Peace of Christ Church, since 2012, fresh out of seminary. So I'm in, going into year seven. And when I graduated uh, from seminary in 2012, May of 2012, I also, the year before, had graduated with a Master of Social Work. And so I had a box packed. I was going to do social work. I was going to do this church on the side (laughs) and I have a little box that's still in my storage room closet that had my diplomas in it, all my, the books that I wanted and everything that I was going to hang in my social work office. (laughs) And um, So this is an affirmation for people in all fields. It's hard to find a job, period. Mm -hmm. I signed on to be a part of this church. That's a whole different story, but I'll just say that It was always going into it. It was a part-time gig that I hoped if I did the right stuff and did the hard enough work would turn into Mm full-time. And so in my mind, I thought, okay, I'll, I'll do this church work and I will also look for a social work job. And I did do social work, uh, a little bit of contract work for a, a little while that first year. Um, but over the years I've done several different things to be, uh, on the side 
besides just the church work. I was a personal stylist at J. Crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's very stylish. Mm. Yeah. And um, I did that for a while. And then, as I said, I did some social work contract work for a while. And then after that, so my husband had a startup that he over time sold. Um, but during his time of doing a tech startup, I did some work for him downtown at the Capital Factory for quite a while. I would go down there and just do whatever needed to be done. And then um, then I got pregnant <laughs> and I became a part-time, full-time mom. <laughs> Always a mom, <laughs> <Right>? but... <laughs> yeah. Um, so I kind of... I Then, you know, doing the full... Seeking to do the full-time work was less important to me. It was actually very valuable to have a part-time job that was flexible so that I could parent in those early years. Um, and then, yeah, then Kyle. And she's three. And she's three now. Mm-hmm. And about a year ago, our former lead pastor transitioned on into another role uh, 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 in CBF, which is Cooperative Baptist Fellowship, and a partner we have in ministry. And so, yeah, I took over as the lead pastor role. I don't know how much I should share about that, but yeah, we'll we'll get into that later. Yeah. But that's kind of my... We should do like a whole story, a, to like a story tell the story of the church. Yeah. That would be interesting. Um, yeah, so I'm Fran, and I am a multivocational person. I have, oddly, I have a master's degree in nutrition at and I used to be a nutritionist before I had kids, and then I had some kids, and I was a stay-at-home mom for a while. And so now I'm a pastor slash parent, but I also have um, a writing practice that I have. I have a website. I've written a book. I have a Patreon. So I have a weekly writing practice that probably takes up like 15-ish hours of my week. Um, and aside from that... I participate in the gig economy in various ways. Um, I'm a musician and I have various music gigs and I also have various speaking gigs and like teaching that has to do with the writing that I do, which is, um, I write liturgy and so various speaking and teaching gigs for liturgy. So Lots. I wear a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of hats. And what's what's fun for me is that all of my hats seem to fit under the the like broader heading of being a mystic and being a contemplative. Mm-hmm. They all so, sort of serve me in that and feed one another. So for me, there's really awesome. there is a cohesion that I'm very grateful for because that has not always been the case in my life. Yeah. Right. Not at all. Speaking of wearing lots of hats, Matthew Henselka could win an award. Yeah, <laughs> a special award. Why don't you tell us? I do about baseball wear, coach. I, that's true. <laughs> Go Yankees. You know the, the town kid, and country little ones. league Yankees. <laughs> hey. Finishing the season eight and one. Anyways, um, I'm glad we're doing this because it asked me to pause and think. How did I get here? This is not what I first saw a decade ago, or you know, two decades ago, and I was thinking about it, I'm here part out of necessity and part out of desire. So in terms of necessity, it's, to me, it, it truly makes me sad, and it's unfortunate that what we're doing at Peace of Christ by trying to love all and welcome all, to explore following Jesus by dismantling patriarchy and sexism and homophobia and things like that, it's sad that that is niche. Yeah, it's sad to me that that's it unique. Is sad. 
it makes me sad that we're doing something strange and weird and mm-hmm. odd. I think this is what all churches should be doing. But the reality is there isn't much of a market reward for what we're doing. It's true. Right? We mm-hmm. we don't find ourselves with a mega church, and we probably never will. Nope. Um, people aren't throwing bags of money at us for what we're doing, even though I think we're doing some of the most important work in our society. And so it feels good to get the affirmations that we do get from our congregants as well as from people outside of our community that go, hey, I don't live there, but if I did, I would so be at your church because you're doing something important. So keep sending those affirmations. Please, yeah, we need them. Send some today. Yeah. I'll give you my email then. So I I find myself here part out of necessity, uh, here being being a multivocational minister, Mm -hmm. part out of necessity. We don't get financially rewarded a lot for what we do so and no benefits and no benefits. Zero benefits so for example i'm i'm an air force reserve chaplain because i like the ministry yes but also because it lets me get health insurance coverage for my family mm-hmm. um and 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 move towards some kind of a retirement benefit as well it won't be much but it's something uh, but i do also like the ministry hashtag non-dualistic thinking Both, <laughs> those can coexist. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a hospital chaplain I've done a lot of work in CPE and maybe at one point in the future we'll step back into that world some also um, and then I wanted to talk about the I find myself here out of desire as well so like my co-pastors here have mentioned uh, parenting is important mm-hmm. to us and I wanted to have the freedom to be the kind of co-parent with my partner Heather that I would like to be. And this kind of work lets me be that co-parent that I want to be and have some freedom to do that and freedom to support her on her journey of doing what she feels called to do, which is healing people through physical therapy. Mm-hmm. And so um, this multivocational life that has looser structure and more freedom lets us support her and her sense of yeah. calling as well, which was important to me. It's not just all about me following my right. calling. That's not fair. That's patriarchy, right? If she has to bend her whole life to fit mine. So we have figured out a way to try to do this together. I talked about freedom. And then I want to see our community succeed. So if that means we're putting in a lot of hours for not much money, um, to me, it's the drive is this community is so important. I want, I want it to succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you forgot one other big yeah, one other thing. thing. That you're starting in the fall. Oh, (laughs) that's true. Getting yet another graduate degree. Yeah, I'll be working on a master of social work degree, hopefully uh, focusing in on violence and um, learning more about it. And then, you know, hopefully one day being able to address address it at both a systemic and then lower interpersonal micro levels as well. Mm -hmm. So. And not not to move away from ministry to do that, but instead to add that skill set and knowledge base to the ministry. Um, which is such a pro of doing it this way, isn't it? Isn't it such a pro um, that, or like in the column, if we have a column of pros and cons, mm-hmm. that um, we are able to fold other stuff in, and there is right. there is not the sense that I've heard from and read about a lot of, you know, lead pastors and senior pastors Mm -hmm. who run big churches and have, you know, six digit salaries. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of burnout and isolation that I don't, that I think we are less prone to. Oh, because we get to do many things. Because we get to do many things and we have, um, 
we don't work in such isolation. Yeah. You know, what just popped into my head is in the hospital chaplaincy I've done, there are very clear lanes for what you do. And I would get slapped on the hand and told, you're not a social worker, so stop acting like a social worker. Well, here in this role, if I want to bring in social work skills yeah. and things like that, who's, there's nobody to say you can't do that. In fact, I suspect you all would say, run, run with it. And the congregation would say, yep. I'm so glad you're adding that skill set, you yeah. know, bringing in that knowledge base, whatever it may be. Um, and we also want to acknowledge very, very clearly that we each have a spouse who is great at what he or she does. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So if not for them, we could not be doing this ministry because we wouldn't be able to support our, a household. So right. <laughs> if, like, if my partner wasn't great at what he does, I couldn't do this. Yeah. There's no way. Mm-hmm. Same. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we're a little bit different. You know, a lot of church plants tend to have a model of kind of husband, wife, mm-hmm. two kids, picket fence around mm-hmm. the apartment complex. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> because we're not, we're not, or we're not, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, we did it differently. We did it with a whole team of people, and we're trying to um, all kind of work towards something together. And so, yeah, it's taken. A lot of spouses, a lot of spousal yeah. support, partner a support. Lot of partner support. Can, sure. I want to say on that, and this happened this past Sunday, um, I've also had to make sure that I am respecting my partner's boundaries. Mm. Like if Heather doesn't want to come to church, she doesn't have to come to church. Her first title is not, you know, pastor's wife. wife. (laughs) That's not fair. And if any other congregant said, I'm not feeling well, I don't want to go to church, I wouldn't pressure them into saying, you have to, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I just, I think part of that is respecting boundaries for them, you know, and not putting too much of a burden on them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have a lot of that, those conversations in my house also. Mm -hmm. Um, I really liked something that you said earlier, Matt, about um, how it, it would be easy for us to fall into a scarcity mindset about how how we navigate the multivocational waters. Because it's true that ideally we'd all get paid full-time salaries and have benefits. Like, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we do this out of necessity, but along the way we've become able to see the beauty and opportunity that it's afforded us. And um, I feel like you said some things about the scarcity mindset. When we we were doing some pre-podcast like talk, pre, making a pre-talk, making a <laughs> and I said, you know, one of the first things that popped into my head is that we do this because there's a lack of resources or church of the future might, might it, a multivocational pastors might do it because of lack of resources. But then I had to check that and go, has that been true for us? Mm-hmm. In my experience over the past, you know, years certainly of doing this full time, but then years being part of this community is actually God has brought us to a place of abundance. We just, I didn't have eyes to see it before, right. mm-hmm. but now I'm right. starting to see the we abundance. measure things differently. Yeah. So yeah. Talk, share some of your thoughts on what, that abundance is. Yeah. Well, as a, um, a pastor, you know, coming out of seminary with a whole 
cohort of people that were also, you know, a majority seeking work in the church, I can say that it is a, a beyond words, the, the, the sense of freedom to pastor authentically and genuinely and not, and you know, there are a lot of churches that will have you sign a contract about what you believe. That is just, I cannot even fathom having mm. to do that. I'm privileged to be in our community and to be able to just truly experience my own personal faith journey without having to worry about how how I have to message my pastoral presence. Mm. It is mm. such a gift. I, I, it is, and being, having a lot of clergy relationships, colleagues who are doing similar work, it is a rarity to be able to pastor authentically. Mm -hmm. So thank you to our beautiful congregation yeah, for letting absolutely. me do that. One of the ways I've, I've noticed the abundance is um, since we cannot do everything for the church, we rely so heavily on our congregation and they step up beautifully. Yeah. And we send out an email every Friday or Saturday to all those participating in the service. And each time I do Which it... Which is usually like a dozen people. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I am blown away it's each time I us. do it. And I just typing, keep, keep listing typing. name after name after name <laughs> because these people are playing some yes. role in the service. And I'm like, my good, what abundance we have. That's liturgy. That's the work of the church. Yes. The work of the people. Oh, that's that's so that is... Right. That moment of typing it out and realizing it is actually a, whole, a holy moment for me. Too. Yes. I... I I love thinking about our service as a piece of sacred art that's that's interactive mm -hmm. and it's personal and people pl are playing a role. And I just love thinking about how that reverberates out into people's lives, mm -hmm. how the sense of not only community, but just of um, this ordinary thing. Mm -hmm becoming sacred yes. and I'm blurring the lines between the ordinary and the, and the sacred and mm -hmm. oh, it's so beautiful it's so beautiful that that people have the ability to take a leadership role just today we got an email from some folks mm -hmm. in our congregation yeah. that are like we want to start this thing is this okay with you do you have a problem with this and we're all like no <laughs> go for it you know if this is where your energy is Mm -hmm. give it a try mm -hmm. well the best part was that it was all laid out for us like <laughs> yeah, that was that was part. beautiful <laughs> right. was here's our plan right. but part of that abundance of pastoring authentically is that we get to become artists which is what i think hopefully every I pastor would do want. this right if that right. wasn't the case like you can't be an artist if your creativity is stifled right Absolutely. and so because we get to pastor authentically in this community we get to be artists who create on, and, and every Sunday morning is a reflection of our creation that we have so mm -hmm. much joy creating. And I think that's why we're so proud of it because it's like a piece of sacred it art, is. like it's you said. It's a piece of sacred art. And um, it's, such a, ooh, it's such a gift to get to do that. Well, I, I, <laughs> as a reserve military chaplain, I lead chapel services when I'm on base. And at times I'm afraid of how I might frame something because somebody will come up to me afterward and go, you can't talk about communion that way. That's the wrong way. And I never worry about that in yeah. our community. <laughs> Instead, people might go, I never thought of communion that way. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, 
Matt's bringing this up for this for this reason. For this stuff. So that we can then no. praise his communion meditation. <laughs> no. We're I'm getting s- so off topic. No, this seriously. Just, this is a segue into the ego. Seriously. I did not bring it up on purpose. <laughs> no, but seriously, Matt has some of the most beautiful. beautiful communion meditations, and they are going to be in a book one day. Someday. You should cool. just come to our church just to hear Matt's yeah. communion yeah, meditations. That's funny. <laughs> well, it's a stretch to think of something both new and ancient to say about mm. this ancient ritual that we have yeah yeah you know. so anyways um anyway yeah i think that we've been saying kind of unofficially some pros and cons yes and <laughs> we have we've talked less about the cons i think we're all pretty excited to be doing what we're doing we do wish that you know there were health insurance yeah. and stuff i sure. mean we don't want to harp on the cons Sharing space. but there are cons lots and lots of cons mm-hmm. i think that the more we're talking about it, we're just we're we're experiencing gratitude, right? I yeah, gratitude. Yeah. It I does well of, up in us. I feel a lot start. of gratitude because I think Fran and I said on Sunday, us three would do this and we get a ton of energy out of it, mm-hmm. and it feels so good that it's changing people's lives yeah. as well. Yeah. But if I could say something to my um, multi-vocational peers, yeah. other pastors. I would just say, you know, we haven't harped on the cons, but we are with you. We know what it feels like to be uncertain mm-hmm. about the future of your career. We know what it feels like to be uncertain about the future of your church. We know what it feels like to deal with a thousand different fires at one time. Like we definitely are right there with you and we hope that you feel encouraged to l- look at the reasons to be grateful for the place of freedom. And we know what energy and, and attention time management takes. And we know what energy and attention it takes to keep, um, healthy boundaries around your life so that your life doesn't get just overtaken by church or by work Mm -hmm. and that, that you lose the sense of art, you lose the sense of beauty and you, that you lose the sense of community and communion that's inside of the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I just want to say, if we would have recorded this three months ago, I would not be as cheery and excited <laughs> as I am right because now. Because we, we ride the waves. Yes, we, we do. ride the up and we down, so do. just like everybody. To be totally honest. Yep, totally. Yes. <laughs> and if, you, if, you, if you're a congregation member or um, listening and you go to a church where, a sm- normally it's a smaller church where there's a, multivocational staff oftentimes one person but right. in isolation I would ask you to encourage that person and to give that person grace because they are doing a lot of of emotion they're putting out a lot of emotional labor for an entire congregation full time whether or not they're paid for it and then on top of that, they're probably doing a number of other things to support their family. For a side hustle. Yeah. yeah. And so mm-hmm. keep that in mind and, and give your pastors some extra love and encouragement and grace. Yeah. And ask what can I do for you or take off your plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Practical things. Yeah. I, I'm so grateful for the ego check that we get yes. as multivocational and slash and non-hierarchical in, in this setting that we're in, pastorally. And I think it would be so much harder, or rather, let me put it this way, it would be so much e- easier to take an ego trip if one of us had all the authority 
or all of the acclaim, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like it would be so much harder to rein in my, rein in an ego constantly mm-hmm. if, we're, if I were shouldering the burden myself mm-hmm. or if one person were shouldering the burden. So I'm so grateful for that ego check that we get. Yeah. That's true. How we came together is... <laughs> It feels like a God thing. <laughs> I hate saying that. That's another Christianese right now. I know. I have no God other way thing. to say it because it's such a rarity to have this kind of pastoral support yeah. on one staff and we're all, right. you know, part-time. And we part, do part, want to have part-time. another podcast conversation for you all because this, is this the team dynamic is important and we've learned a lot. And I think yeah. we have a lot to say about it after kind of what we've accomplished over the last year that the three of us have in particular been Mm -hmm. on a team together. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we hope you enjoyed this conversation. We're so grateful for our listeners. Yeah, there's more to say. (laughs) The tip of the iceberg of this. Yes. Of this conversation. We know if you are a multivocational or bivocational pastor, send us a message. We'd love to just hear from you, hear what your situation is. Yes. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Thanks, guys. Thanks.